Dynasty League podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. Head over to MyBookie.ag or DynasPressBox.com and click on any of the pre-populated banners to take you over for first deposit bonuses, top-up bonuses, and more. MyBookie has some of the friendliest lines across the internet. Whether you're looking for single-game bets, parlays, future bets, or more, they've got a little bit of something for everyone. So head over to MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code DYNESports, D-Y-N-E-S, sports with an S at the end of it. No spaces in between all one word so that they know who sent you must be 18 years of age or older please gamble responsibly back in action for another week on the dynasty league podcast joined as always by craig and eric how are we doing tonight gentlemen doing good doing good eric i'm very well and i actually want to start off this podcast by wishing my friend Craig, a happy belated birthday. Wow, that's, that is quite belated. Yes, <laughs> it's, a, it's still a accurate. Month. <laughs> Technically, I can, I can wish Kyle a happy belated birthday and it'd still be accurate. It's a high probability Good. statement. Good. Oh, there you go. All right. <laughs> Technically true. <laughs> what did you do, Craig? Did you curl up by the fire with a nice book and an ice cold Bud Light? Uh, a month ago? Yeah, Possibly. a month ago. Do you remember? Possibly. At some point. Oh, that's got to be mean, a record let's, let's for how real, quickly I mean. we worked in the product placement into an episode <laughs> there. Jesus Christ. Well, just for the sake of symmetry, on the last episode, we it was right at the end, so we'll just kick it off this time. Just <laughs> bookended for both of them there. There you go. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think we'll ever see a game quite like what unfolded last night for quite a while because the way the NFL is going and how teams air it out for a team to win a game by throwing the ball three times and your quarterback passes for 19 yards like that was wild what would you think about the, the frost tornado bowl I just couldn't believe how Buffalo couldn't stop the run like they were selling out for it every time and I don't know New England they they must just the O-line must just have been on their game setting up those lanes and those blocks I know that they were playing with for for the most of the game six O-line so maybe that helped it's just when you know that it's going to be I mean maybe you don't know they're they're going to have the, you know a three pass game but got to think that you're going to sell out for the run quite a bit I couldn't believe how they couldn't couldn't stand them up and they were just getting you know five six seven yard runs every time it was like that scene the simpsons like homer trying to eat chips and every time he goes the dog just grabs the chip out of his hand before he can it's like don't don't this time don't <laughs> just <laughs> he knew like oh i i didn't understand thing. it from a, a game planning perspective though right because like you were saying they handed the ball off just about every single time up there. And they weren't even hiding that fact, but they kept dropping back two safeties. Like Bill Belichick was living rent free in the Buffalo coaches heads the yeah. entire game. Like they were constantly living in fear of this is the time they've got that gadget play up their sleeve and are going to pull some sort of double reverse flea flicker and hit this for like a 90 yard bomb. But even the announcers were saying they never deviated from the fact that they only ever put out four defensive linemen they kept bringing nine to the line but there's a huge difference between a d lineman and a linebacker when the opposing team is bringing out six linemen like when it's not working and you're not stopping it why did they not bring out an extra defensive lineman at any point don't understand and it's not like they should have known if if 
Josh Allen is having a hard time throwing the ball in the wind, Mac Jones isn't saying a chance. Like, mm-hmm. just sell up for the run. Who cares if they decide to chuck it 40 yards deep? It'll be like trying to field a punt that's yeah. just wobbling all over the place. Like, it just – Yeah. I uh, – yeah, if it was me, if I, like Kyle said, if I was the defensive coordinator for the Bills – I'd be putting on the goal, the Madden goal line defensive formation every single play. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Like, what they were doing wasn't working until I think it was maybe midway through the third quarter. They finally made an adjustment. And who was it like Milano or who's their linebacker that finally started getting through to the backfield eventually yeah. and starting oh. hitting them behind the line of scrimmage there. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah, just they're lucky too. Harris was hurt. Yeah. Because he was running yeah. all over them. You couldn't catch him. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, give credit where credit's due. When you saw the the shots from, um, you know, behind the quarterback or behind the, the offense, you know, you could see that New England was doing a great job setting up their blocks and holding their blocks and not allowing Buffalo to shed them. But no, you're right. Like, how you don't have players in there to fill those gaps that they're creating is, I, uh, I mean, I for them to do it all the time like that was impressive yet confusing on Buffalo's end, but they just had a great game. Did you guys happen to catch uh, what the, the mask that Bill Belichick was wearing in his pregame interview? No, I did not. He was wearing a, uh, a, a mask with the uh, Navy uh, midshipman insignia on it. Okay. So, so Navy is known for their run option and they've maybe passed the ball 200 times yeah. in the last th- three years. So he was very clearly <laughs> telegraphing how he was going to play yeah. the game. Right. Yeah, Navy Navy throws the ball maybe six, seven, eight times a game. Well, you could even see it just in the pregame kicks. It would be like, all right, this looks good. And then it would get to within 10 yards of the uprights. And then it would just take a hard right off screen and hook around. And like, I mean, you saw it on Tyler Bass's one 30 yard attempt. Yeah. But still, like, that one didn't even make sense to me because it looked like he lined it up for, like, right dead center. Like, when yeah. you know, you, you just spent the entire pregame doing your warm-up kicks. Start it outside the left upright if you need to there. Like, it was just a really bizarre game from Buffalo all around. Special teams, offense, defense, everything. Like, hopefully from a fantasy perspective, you didn't start anyone other than a New England Patriots running back because if you did, you probably didn't do too well last night. No, you did not. Speaking of not doing too well, our friend, James undrafted free agent Jem Robinson in Urban Meyer's doghouse again. Urban Meyer, again, I mean, going back to his Ohio State roots, decided, you know what? Carlos Hyde, you're going to be my boy after that Robinson fumble. Even though Carlos Hyde was averaging something like 1.3 yards a carry and fumbled himself and wasn't benched whatsoever. And, I mean, the Jaguars media kind of blasted Urban Meyer about that decision after the game. And James Robinson's agent was clapping back at some of the personnel decisions that were made by the Jags coaching staff after the game as well, too. Like, if you're the Jaguars and you have already been decimated by injuries as much as you can, are you really rolling the dice on benching one of the few offensive weapons you have? Yeah, it didn't make sense to me. I mean, like, in the, the fumble was from Aaron Donald. Like, he had the ball, two hands over the ball, and Donald's just stronger, ripped it out. Don't, I don't care who would have been. You can throw Carlos Hyde in there at that point. Sure, he's going to fumble it too. And like you said, he did. So I don't – it's it's like gone back to the beginning when – 
they went ahead and drafted Etienne in the first round. It's like, but you have a good running back. And like, even it just for whatever reason, the Jaguars team does not want to use Robinson. And when they get forced into doing it, they're looking for an excuse not to. Don't understand it. Urban Meyer trying to be Bill Belichick, I guess, you know, benching a player once they make a mistake. But the difference between him and the Patriots is that they have, they seem to be able to have a guy who can fill the void effectively. And if he doesn't, they'll try something else. Looks like they just tried to go with Carlos Hyde and, you know, through hell or high water, no matter what he did. So whatever, dumbass team. I don't care. Division rival, screw them. I'd like to see them fail. <laughs> oh, they are. Don't worry. Great decision. Great, great decision. Yeah. It's, I remember someone, I was reading a comment, someone was mentioning, it was like, Urban Meyer, it's not college. You can't just bench a guy for a fumble and just plug in another five-star recruit. Yeah, <laughs> There's a bit of a talent gap there. Yeah. Urban Meyer, always a good decision. <laughs> I generally don't know whether Urban Meyer is trying to get himself fired, whether he's just embracing the tank and just going for a top draft pick, whether he genuinely thinks that this is building a winning culture. Like, I, I have no idea what his thought process is because whether it's how he treats Robinson, whether it's how he treats his co-coaches down there and coordinators and all of that, like, it's just none of it makes sense. Like, the way that Urban Meyer views James Robinson is how the Philadelphia Eagles front office views Jalen Hurts. Like, <laughs> they're just always looking for someone else in the organization to go and take over that spot. Well, it sounds like Hertz has does have the support now that he had went on that run. But <laughs> wow, Minshew mania firing up on all. Hey, listen, spoilers. I was thinking it got me thinking, Craig, how your bold QB prediction at the beginning of the year, at the, sorry, at the beginning of the year, didn't really turn out, and how I was looking dead set to be correct, but mm-hmm. with his injury and maybe Minshew becoming going with the hot hand and. Hurts not playing. I don't know. My 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 bold prediction might fall off very quickly. You're counting your chickens before they hatched. Well, who doesn't like a good boast of a good prediction that was going well so far? Sure. I mean, mine was going okay before an injury in the first game. <laughs> Preseason looked great, eh, Craig? Yeah. I, mean, I think uh, they they officially like ruled him out because he. I think he's getting surgery this week. Yeah, he's getting hip surgery, so. He is done for the year, so you can absolutely bury that one if it wasn't already buried. But You're wrong, Eric. So if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, granted, this is against the Jets that Minshew went out there and did that. But, I mean, he does bring a bit of an electric air about him, right? He shows up in the yeah. friggin' Top Gun jacket beforehand with a handlebar mustache and ready to rock and roll and i mean you saw him after the game too with his dad it was uh quite a scene back there after the win so do you roll with him as he said eric the hot hand or do you go back to proven jalen hurts because if this is any other organization right you kind of roll with your starter until they play themselves out of that position they've never really been sold on jalen hurts though so what do you think post bye week Honestly, um, it's a good question. I mean, Minshew looked good, right? I mean, we're not we're we're talking about a guy who looked really, really good and was moving the offense. And yeah, it was against the Jets and their defense is porous, but you kind of think back on how 
Jalen Hurts played recently and how he looked, especially against the Giants. And do you think, what if he really played that well against the Jets? Probably would have had an okay game. But what are the chances he plays that good? Like I said, like the way Minshew was moving the offense, it just looked like, like you know, so smooth and so methodical at times that I don't know. You got to think maybe he's their guy. They are, I think, after all, one game out of a playoff spot. Does he give you your best chance to make a wild card? Some would say yes. They, I mean, they, given how he's played, they shouldn't be in a rush to bring him back to risk, uh, you know, further injury. But NFL.com is reporting that uh, Jalen Hurts is still going to start. Probably yeah. coming back after the bye week. But as you said, do you rush him back? And maybe he's only 80 or 90% after the bye? Or do you give Minshew one more game and say, no, no, Hurts, like you, you get to 100%. When in reality, you're maybe taking a longer look at Minshew. And if he puts up another Jets-esque game against a division rival coming out of the bye, maybe suddenly that guaranteed start spot for Hertz doesn't look as rock solid as it did before. I think what's more likely to happen is Jalen will get the start. But if he has another bad game or bad start like he did against the Giants, (laughs) I don't think they're going to hesitate to throw Minshew in there now. The electric factory that is Gardner Minshew. Oh, well, from electric factory to dumpster fire, what in the world was going on with that Ravens two-point conversion (laughs) attempt against the Steelers? Like, is this just, oh, we relied too much on the analytics here and we probably should have just kicked the friggin' extra point? Or, like, what? I've never seen that for a playoff contending team, right? Like that, that's the move where it's sort of the, ah, whatever, you know, we're two and 12, who cares? Let's either win it or lose it right now. What's the harm. That's the move you see in that situation, not a team against a divisional rival, arguably your biggest rival of any team in the NFL. And you decide, nah, we're going to go for the win here instead of playing a little bit safe and relying on your offense, potentially in overtime. Honestly, I don't really mind the call. It's it's a, it's one that, you know, a lot of teams will do if they have, you know, if they can get the victory, you know, if it's in their grasp, they'll go for it, especially if you're a team like uh, the Ravens who, well, I, I would have thought they would have done a running play because they're good at running the ball. But I don't know. I don't necessarily mind it. I mean, I, I can see why people don't like it and how they would want them to kick a field goal, especially in hindsight, in retrospect of what happened. But I don't necessarily mind the call but people can disagree i'm okay with that yeah i'm okay with the call too i mean pittsburgh was starting to figure it out in the fourth quarter moving the ball pretty easily against the baltimore defense so you have to figure if they tie it 50 50 chance they don't even see the ball if they don't trust their defense versus whatever percentage they usually are for two-point conversions it's probably higher than 50 percent. so go with the play that you think will work and run it and they were close they just missed. It was just off the fingertips. He was open. You just need to execute that. Yep. Well, if you're going to go for the two-point conversion based on the personnel you have out there, that's got to be a run, right? Like, you're, you're really going to try and rely on Lamar Jackson's accuracy? Like, he's got a decent arm. He can throw the ball downfield, but he's not exactly renowned for having that perfect, accurate, soft touch near the line of scrimmage. Like, he doesn't do a lot of bubble screens or anything like that. I get it, but I mean, it's your starting quarterback. It's like a five-yard throw. You kind of expect him to make that. 
<laughs> and it's not like that would have been the Listen, first time they've ever run that Patrick play. Holmes as their starting quarterback. No, there. but They're it's five yards, and it's not like it's not like they haven't run that play in practice. They're not going to dust off the old playbook like, well, we haven't done this one yet. How do you feel? Let's just go with it. Like they obviously practice it, so they know he can make that throw. They just didn't that day. Well, that was only one of a few thrilling finishes to the day. Eric, Detroit. your Detroit Lion <laughs> got it done Oof. at the buzzer. Dan Campbell, winless, no more. How do you feel about your Lions earning the W over the Vikings? What a win. Good for Detroit. And God, the Vikings, because they almost – handed Detroit on a silver platter at their first win earlier in the season and barely scraped it out. Like I almost, I'm happy for Lions fans, but boy, do I feel for Vikings fans. They've been on a roller coaster all year. They've held the, I think they're one of the only teams. I think, are they one of the only teams that have held a seven, nothing, a seven point lead at some point in every game this year? Was that a stat I saw? Craig, can you back me up on that? I cannot back you up because I haven't seen that. Um, I know but they are. Been- they're always in close games. And, I feel and like every game's been a one possession game. So I mean. they've many have been many, many have been. So like, this is a team that's five and seven that could, you know, if luck was on their side, could be an eight and 14, maybe. I, but to go back to what your question was, uh, I think it was so good for Detroit. I just, I'm something about Dan Campbell is just charming. You just want the guy to that little big old teddy bear just to get a win. <laughs> and feel happy for him big old teddy bear oh. yeah man he's just you know he, he's that whole breaking kneecaps and freaking biting tendons and licking faces is just was just a big <laughs> facade he's just a nice guy dan campbell nice, nice guy people, apparently <laughs> the guy yelling about breaking tendons and biting kneecaps oh he's just a nice guy yeah, I don't, I don't know how much of a teddy bear he is there. Maybe, especially with some of the coaching decisions he's made, more like uh, that that mutant from Goonies there. Hey, you yeah. guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, Eric, that was, a, that was a real bear you described. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, Ravens fans probably woke up not feeling great about themselves the next morning. Vikings fans had to have woken up thinking, like, what in God's name just happened yesterday? Because the Vikings right now, they handed that game to Detroit. They didn't blitz once. They just sat back and were like, yeah, we're content to let you move it up the field. We don't think that you can score. You, you've got Jared Goff under center there. You know what Jared Goff doesn't do well? Is pick up blitzes. <laughs> and they didn't do it once. They just sat in soft coverage and let him move it up the field methodically. And you could almost sense it slipping away by the end there. After they <laughs> drove down to the field and they were finally in the red zone, I, I knew they were going to score at that point because you could see it all over the body language of the Vikings. They couldn't believe they were in that spot. They couldn't believe that Detroit of all teams had done this to them and they were doing it again. Like you said, they gave them a scare earlier in the season. But the one stat that stands out the most I don't know about your seven point stat there, Eric, but the one that does stand out the most is the Vikings are currently on pace to set the NFL record for most points allowed in the last two minutes of the first half and the last two minutes of the second half in NFL history. And that is going to eclipse the 2020 Minnesota Vikings who currently hold that record. (laughs) 
<laughs> so they're going to break their own record for futility as far as closing out games. So this isn't just like a fluke season. This is Zimmer and his coaching staff cannot close out halves, let alone ball games. And this is why Vikings fans are such a tortured fan base because they lose in the most heart-wrenching ways possible. Yeah, this has to be it for Zimmer if they don't make the playoffs, right? Even if they do and they lose. Oh, it's like, got to that's that's and that's the crazy thing with the vikings is that they're still because of the nfc they're still in the playoff hunt and they're a team that is good enough to you know win out to win ball games it's just they need to win games in 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 winning time is, is what it really comes down to in winning time the vikings worst enemy is the minnesota vikings the way that they call plays they call their defensive schemes the way they try and manage the clock. Like it, it was like peak Andy Reed in Philadelphia, as far as mismanagement of timeouts and play clock and just going into those soft coverages, like it really is flashbacks to that, but it's gotta be sweeping changes. Like Zimmer's gotta be done in Minnesota failing, you know, unless they go out and win the Super Bowl somehow and they go on a friggin' New York Giants esque run and just blitz through the playoffs somehow, I think he's got to be done. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of surprised he's lasted this long, to be honest. But they just, they just, as I mean, they've had playoff teams before, but they still, with those teams, in my mind, underachieve based on the talent they have. And that's, I mean, that's coaching. Yeah. Well, there's all sorts of chatter around Kirk Cousins. I mean, it's the UFA in 2023, so they still have him for one more year here. It would be a $45 million dead cap next year. So unless you can somehow work out some sort of financial loophole trade, like you can't just outright cut them. Like who's going to take that on? Is there maybe a Cleveland or someone out there who's done with the Baker? Why, why would you give them up? Well, yeah, this, is what I'm, this is what I'm saying though, is you don't have the options of now we like the coaching staff. We're going to go out there and replace, you know, a quarterback or something here. It's if there's going to be a change, it's either front office or coaches. So it's both, right? Like it it might even just gut the entire non-player rostered personnel at this point. Yeah, I I don't necessarily mean because like you'd hit, you'd get have a dead cap. Just keep the guy. Like I don't. Maybe I'll get flayed for saying this by you guys, but he's a good quarterback. I just think he's defined. Everyone remembers his 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 lowlights. Like if you look at his stats, like he's I'm, I'm pulling them up right now. He's sixth in the league in pa- in passing yards. He has 25 touchdowns and three interceptions. Like if I didn't name if I didn't say the name Kirk Cousins and I said six pl- six place in passing yards, 25 touchdowns, three interceptions, I'm sure that's a quarterback that anyone would really that you know anyone would like on their team. You know what I'm saying? Like he's 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 playing well. I just think he's defined by his past mistakes and his, again, lack of ability to, to win in big moments. Like he's, you know, he has more passing yards than Josh Allen. He has one less touch passing touchdown than Josh Allen. Josh Allen has seven more interceptions. Now, yes, Josh Allen is better in, you know, you know, on the run, but Kirk, I'm just trying to say Kirk Cousins is not a bad quarterback. No. He's, he's, he's pretty much in line with like um, his stats, ex- except he has nine fewer interceptions than Patrick Mahomes this year. It's almost exactly the same as Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has 29 more passing yards, has 25 touchdowns and nine more interceptions. 
I'm gonna let Craig hop in here with a quick rebuttal. <laughs> no, yo, Craig, do you have you got cops outside your house? No, Christmas lights. Oh, <laughs> flashy. So, anyways, I know I went on a bit of a rant there, but I mean, again, I'm not saying he's Tom Brady, but Kirk Cousins is not a, like is not a oh, bad quarterback. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. He, yes, you, you're hearing what I'm saying. Kirk Cousins is Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. No, but like jokes aside. He's not the issue. And, th- and that's not the point yeah. I'm trying to make. The, the point okay. I'm trying to make yeah. is that the quarterback. <laughs> this is a Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I wasn't necessarily trying to. Um, I know. I, I know that you weren't trying to make the argument that he's the problem. It's just that some people still think, like, will still say, oh, Kirk Cousins sucks. Kirk Cousins this. Again, he's, you know, he hasn't come in through big and big moments. But on the whole, he's a good quarterback. I can't believe you would say that, Kyle. Does preparation, does preparation <laughs> H feel good on the whole? On the whole. Uh, but no, uh, at the end of the day, you got to look at it this way, right? If they're going to tear down that front office, clean house and the coaching staff, how far does that tear down go? Is the now the question. Does it extend to, we're going to completely rebuild here and it's now going to be, you know, Justin Jefferson is that core piece that we're going to retain and we'll try and ship off some of the veteran pieces and kind of, retool on the fly or do you believe in that roster enough as it is currently constructed it's just being mismanaged by current front office and coaching staff personnel yeah i think it's just being mismanaged they have a ton of talent on that team yep all right eric you wanted to get one bold prediction out here this this was your request so i feel like you've got something up your sleeve for this segment so do we want to start sure or do you want to be the grand finale here um, I don't care. My my bold predictions. What I what I have to say is never very special. So I'll let you decide what I where I call. <laughs> Guys, we got to get this segment in there. But by the way, what I'm going to say is not very special. Sweet. All right. Well, I'll I'll start us off here. So Eric wanted to do one bold prediction for the remainder of this year. That's correct, right? Yes, my bold prediction, which. Again, for those who don't know, which the definition of which we Gotta have established as, as, as not something that we think is going to be a guarantee to happen, but something that could happen that is, you know, maybe unlikely, but wouldn't surprise us if it actually ended up happening. So with that said, my bold prediction, trailing... Cooper Cup by 157 yards. I predict that Justin Jefferson will take over Cooper Cup in the receiving yards category before the end of the year. Well, it could very well happen. I mean, you look at the game he just had, right? 11 for 14, 182 yards, a touchdown. Thielen is now down with an ankle injury. It's actually a high, high ankle sprain. sprain. High ankle sprain. Yeah, he's already doubtful for this week. I would be shocked if he he's not playing back, you know, even before the playoffs, really, depending on how bad that high ankle sprain is. Yeah, high, high ankle sprain is not a day-to-day injury <laughs> unless it's unless it's it's so minor that, you know, and it, it, he, he gets through it quick. But on the whole, <laughs> high ankle sprains are not a are not a day-to-day injury. They're yeah. a, they are a week, mostly weeks to weeks injury. Yeah, so that could be happening. So that, that's not uh, not not exactly one that I would rule out of the realm of possibility. So mine that I'm going to go with here is that between now and their first playoff game, 
and it pains me to say that they will probably make the playoffs, but Dallas Cowboys, with the amount of wins they have in the NFC East and the way the NFC is, they would really have to crumble down the stretch here. So between now and their first playoff game, Ezekiel Elliott will be benched and Tony Pollard will be named the official starting running back of the Dallas Cowboys. Honestly, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't necessarily mind that move. I wouldn't necessarily mind if they decided to keep him inactive because he's been nursing and, you know, a sore knee all year because Tony Pollard is more than able to take the brunt of the workload. I also say this disclaimer with a massive conflict of interest because in my most lucrative fantasy football uh, league, I have both of them. You know, I took Pollard as an insurance policy to Ezekiel Elliott, and this running back by committee is killing me. I need a, I need a clear cut number one. And if that's Tony Pollard, I'm all for it. Just don't throw Zeke in the mix. But yes, I, he's he's good enough. I, I've I've been singing his and uh, Alex Alexander Madison's praises for a long, long time. I think those two, when their contracts are done after next year, are probably going to go somewhere and have some good success, barring they stay healthy. I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball. When the extra game got added, everyone was always talking about uh, all the passing records and receiving records that could be broken, and is there going to be an asterisk for the sacks? I am going to predict that TJ Watt will break the single-season sack record. He is seven away. He's got five games left to do it. And just to stop with the asterisks, I think he does it in four games. So TJ Watt, seven sacks in the next four games before the last game of the season. So no one can complain about, oh, but he had one extra game. Yeah, well, I mean, Michael Strahan just had Brett Favre lay down. So, I mean, <laughs> there you right. go there too, right? So even right. if he does take all of the games, who cares, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that too. But I, I think he gets it done before that last game. He's at 16 right now. Well, we've lost Eric. Eric is wandering. Eric, can you hear us? Bye. Hi, Eric. Thank you for coming. Great. Good chatting with you, Eric. Prediction was so bold, he just dropped dead right in front of us. <laughs> so it's funny to head over to Eric. Myself. Resuscitate him over there. Eric, do you need help? You guys just uh, keep on coming for the I'll be right back. What is going on here? All right, well, I'll do the anvil then. Sure. All right, well, Eric has stepped away for unannounced technical issues here. We'll get to the anvil award. So I feel like this is just a recurring theme this year where the Houston Texans just continually pop up because they've got all these players we've never heard of. Because not only is this person the anvil award winner, but they are also getting named to the all first name team here as well, too. So for the Houston Texans, and I apologize to this person's family because I'm going to butcher this name, linebacker Camus Grugier Hill? Grugier Hill? We'll go with that. 17 points, 10 solo tackles, 10 tackle assists, and a sack for the Houston Texans in a game where they got blown out 31 to nothing. So don't usually have... Defense is putting up a whole heck of a lot of points in lopsided scores like that. But our good friend Camus over here taking home the Anvil Award for the Houston Texans yet again. Yeah, what a game. What a game. What a name. <laughs> also, as an honorable mention, 
for the Anvil Award. Um, mostly too because I just freaking love this name as well. Saints. Lil Jordan. That's his first name. His first name is Lil Jordan. <laughs> Humphrey. <laughs> uh. Really the only explosive play that the Saints had that day was his touchdown pass wow. for a reception. Sorry. Two catches, 49 yards, and a touchdown. But you know, sorry, I mean Harris had a big one too, but that name. <laughs> All first ballot. Lil- Hall of Fame, first name. Lil Jordan. <laughs> Lil Jordan. Hanging out with Lil Wayne. Yeah. All right, Eric. <laughs> Would love to do some drafting here. Well, let's put it this way here. While Eric is still MIA from the podcast right now, let's set up the parameters for our next segment. So we figured sure. what we would do is we are going to hold a one-week-only fantasy draft and out of the three of us, we'll each draft teams and see whose team puts up the most and least points. So whoever's team puts up the least amount of points will have a punishment as chosen by the winner for next week. And whoever comes in the middle can just sit back and relax and enjoy the mayhem. So we are going to be drafting one quarterback, one wide receiver, one running back, and one flex position. So it's not a super flex, so you can't get a second quarterback in there, but you can put whatever the heck else you want in that spot. Again, Eric is not here, therefore he can pick last for the quarterbacks. (laughs) So, Craig, do you want to go first for the quarterbacks, first for the wide receivers, first for the running backs, or first for the flex? I will go first for the quarterbacks. Why not? All right, we'll draft quarterbacks first here. So with your first overall selection, who are you taking? And I wonder if it'll shock me or if you're just going to be a homer here. Oh, it might shock you. I don't know. I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers Sunday night football against Chicago. Oh, he doesn't go with his boy, Patrick Mahomes. Amazing. Going with Aaron. He shows up for big primetime games. He likes the audience. I think he's going to put on a show against Chicago. Well, he is a part owner of the Chicago Bears, as he, he let is. everyone know the he last is. time that they played. So, Exactly, right? Last time he played, he was solid 23.7, right around his projection. At home this time, I think he goes higher than that. All right. In that case, I will go out and take Patrick Mahomes against Las Vegas. They're at home. Nice sunny day currently in the forecast. I think he gets it done because this week, again, they didn't really need them, but a really quiet week for Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I think they both have bounce back games this weekend. And if they're having bounce back games, there's only one person chucking them the ball. So I think Patrick Mahomes has a big game against the rival Raiders. They they better be on those jug machines if they want to have a bounce back game. The drops are brutal. (laughs) (laughs) Brutal. And another one, of course, led to an interception. But anyways. Well, this is officially as far as we can go until the football. That's it. Eric. I heard something. Where is that? I heard a rustling. Eric. Are you approaching? Can you hear us? Cough twice if you need help. Ah! Jesus Christ. What you've missed is we're now at the fantasy draft. We are drafting QB. Okay. It is your turn to select. Who's Off been taken? The board is Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. I don't see how I could go 
how I could leave this podcast picking anybody else but Kirk Cousins. Lock it up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. After that rant, he's drinking his own Kool-Aid. <laughs> Might as well, eh, bud? Yeah, it's a dumb decision because, you know, Tom Brady or Matthew Stafford is still available, which would be fantasy studs. But let's just keep let's let's keep going with the theme and and put my money where my mouth is. There you go. All right. So quarterbacks are officially done. I should actually write this down somewhere here. So Kyle, <laughs> Greg, <laughs> just so we remember who the fuck picked what. Yeah. Kyle. And what what are the what are the parameters of the points? PPR? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> The parameters, Kyle. The parameters. We'll we'll go standard scoring. We'll keep it simple. Okay. Now PPR. Oh PPR. my god! All right, fine. Half point PPR. Fine. Does that make you happy? Yeah, because you nixed my singing idea. I'm happy now. <laughs> All, right. All right. So I'm gonna go first, Eric. You you can once again. This time, because you went third. We'll just move everyone up in the draft order one spot here. So I am now gonna go first. For wide receivers, followed by Eric, followed by Craig. So I am going to select Justin Jefferson Thursday night. Ah, boo! Good pick. Good pick. Well, hey, I, I'm helping your boy out here because what yes. what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So if Justin Jefferson has himself a night on Thursday night, your boy Cousins is going to have himself a night as well too. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, who do you got? And this is for the end of the year, not just this upcoming week. Right? Just this week. Just this week. Oh. We not left the room <laughs> when we set up the parameters here. We even went into great detail about the parameters. Sorry, I thought you guys were, um, shoot, I thought you guys were, uh, or at least in your text that you said till the end of the year. So who do you pick, Eric? <laughs> All right, very well. So for my pick, which means I'm number one to pick the running backs and I can't pick Jonathan Taylor because he's on a bye. Well, you oh, can, you can still pick him. A really bold move. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, fine. With my pick in the week 14 draft, I select. Are you typing? Like, are you, is that the keyboard I hear right now? I select out of LSU, Jamar Chase. <laughs> I thought he was going to say Justin Jefferson for a second. <laughs> All right, Craig, this means you need, you must pick a tiger. No, I don't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> -uh. Are you going to go with the double dip? Are you going to go with Devontae Adams, Rogers to Adams? Uh, nah, I'm going to go Keenan Allen. I think they have a Good big pick. game against the Giants. Good pick. Keenan Allen. All right. So someone who has been on the jugs machines. <laughs> Everyone slides up one more spot. So that means Eric, you have first overall selection for running backs, followed by Craig, followed by me. I just wanted to point something out. Do you guys know who has the fifth most rushing yards in the NFL this year? <laughs> the fifth most? No, not often. Yeah. Mark Ingram. Okay. How great, how crazy. That doesn't sound right, but, you know. All right. For my running back, I will pick from the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens, Lamar Jackson. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no, he, does, he doesn't count? 
what is this? Fine. I and will Mark, take Mark Ingram does not have the fifth most rushing. No. What are you talking about? I have no idea. According, according to NFL.com, he does. That's the wrong year. Yeah. <laughs> He's 25th in the league right now with 527. There are 24 and running backs ahead of him. NFL.com has him at holy, maybe they made a mistake because my I, I thought my eyes were playing tricks on me too. They have eight, they have him at 821. No, wildly incorrect. Okay, yeah, it's, I, I that, is, that seemed a little. He's he's been like not playing for a lot of the year. <laughs> here, he's here buried is, in Houston and back up there, and yeah, that's what I was like. Okay, I didn't think he was that efficient. Here's, he's just really under the radar. By week here, so he's got 85, 41, 21, 24, 41, 73, 9, 27, 43, 47, 88, 28. Yeah, that 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 won't equal 851. I don't know what NFL.com is talking about. So who so, are you? I guess you can't even blame a typo. No one has 851. Sorry, eight, I said 821. No one has that either. Joe Mixon. <laughs> <laughs> So after all of that, I, I figured maybe he's going to actually go with Mark Ingram here. But all right, Joe Mixon. Craig, who you got for running back? It's my turn, huh? I'm going to go Austin Eckler and just go with PPR and just terrible Giants. Uh, if I knew who they were going to lean on between Aaron Jones or Dylan. <laughs> love to pick one of them but just uh, i don't know how that's gonna split up so uh i can't in good conscience actually pull the trigger on that just take cordero patterson yeah just take cordero patterson just take cordero stick uh, james robinson yeah <laughs> i am going to go antonio gibson Washington against Dallas. He's on a tear. I think this is a big production game for him. So I'm going to go Gibson. All right. So we've done quarterbacks. We've done wide receiver. We've done running black. We are now to flex. So that can be anything other than a quarterback, Eric. So no super flexes. There's your parameters here. So we're back to no no Lamar Jackson. No Lamar Jackson. All right, so we're back to the original draft order. So it's Craig, me, then Eric for our flex. Oh boy, oh boy! All right, I'll just uh, I'll just go Tyree Hill. All right, Craig. Big, big game against the Raiders. Why not? There you go. I am going to go Devonte Adams. Big game against the Bears. All right, and I'll go Cooper Cup. Cooper hedging Cup. my hedging hedging my Justin Jefferson role prediction. Not an LSU Tiger. <laughs> Quickly running down the teams here. Half point PPR. One week, one week only. Week fourteen. Kyle has Mahomes, Jefferson, Gibson, Adams. Craig has Rogers, Allen, Eckler, Hill, and Eric has Cousins, Chase, Mixon, and Cup. What are we putting on the line? What did we agree to here? I know Eric really wants to get some sort of podcast karaoke going on here. Don't think that's happening. It's going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) Are we doing the prepared statement? No, because it's not sincere. 
as opposed to singing a song, being forced to sing a song. That's the most sincere form of flattery you can get out there, right? It's art, man. It's art. So what do you want, Eric? What What is the punishment for whoever comes in last as chosen by the winner? I have no idea. You guys pick. I made a suggestion. It was shot down and now I'm hurt. <laughs> I'm thinking something to do with spicy food. Oh, easy. Like one of those, right. one of those, uh, are you, do you want to get someone to do a hot ones challenge live on air? I'd do that. I mean, something similar to that. And then like, they have to talk like kind of like how the interview goes. Maybe they have to okay. be the first one to actually talk while they're dying. <laughs> I actually like that. I actually like that idea. That'd be a fun idea. I have all the hot sauces that we need for that. So I'd be right? happy to supply it. Yeah. All right. So loser has to do, why don't we say this? Loser has to host the next episode while they're doing the Hot Ones Challenge. They can't just sit back and do it. They actually have to drive the conversation and attempt to be coherent while doing that challenge. Does that work? Fair enough. I think that's a good idea. You can start off with the easy ones too and keep on going throughout. And well, it'll be going a lot faster than I'm sure they do in the show because in the show that's like, I'm sure they give them like 30 minute breaks sometimes after a win. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. This could be bad. <laughs> and you know what? Isn't next week, week 15? So aren't we doing our live Thursday night? Is that the Kansas City game that we were talking about? You might be right here. Let's do it. Oh, that, that would be the perfect, perfect one. Yeah, to do. that is the live Thursday nighter. All right. Well, there we go. So there, here are the parameters for Eric here. So thank you. I'm, I'm, I, I got to tell you, the parameters are A1 tonight. A1. <laughs> The loser of this one-week fantasy football challenge must host our live episode next week, which is going to be on Thursday. So if you're expecting any kind of fantasy football advice from us on our usual posting times, not going to happen. We're going to do the Thursday night game, Kansas City. Who are they playing, Craig? The Chargers. Chargers. Against the Chargers. And the loser has to do the Hot Ones challenge while we are recording that. At Kyle's house. At my house. <laughs> my plumbing gets to suffer as a result of this bet. Wait, is that what the deal with like live? We're all going to be there together. Is that the idea? Yes. yes. Okay. At Kyle's house. Perfect. Yes. You can pick up that crayon costume of yours. Sure. And Craig, bring yours. Uh, I think I might keep it. <laughs> Use them as pajamas. Craig, bring. Funky. Bring <laughs> Craig's parents come in. Craig, wake up! It's time for work. Okay, this oh boy, gets up. <laughs> Are you naked under there? <laughs> Good lord! All right, that does it for this week, folks. As always, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to check out next week's live Hot Ones Challenge for Thursday night football. We'll see you all next week.